the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. All right, and good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan. Right now, it is uh, six minutes past one o'clock on this Thursday, and you're tuned to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Phone lines are open. I would like to talk to you this hour at 401-766-1380. First-time callers are welcome. 401-766-1380. Maybe you're riding along on this. Uh, it's it's sunny, but I can't believe how cold it is. <laughs> cold Thursday. Earth Day, I'm told. You can dial into the program, 401 766 1380. This portion of our show is brought to you by Bethel Certified Soft Wash outside. Maybe you have, maybe it's some green stains or algae or moss. Terrible green stains. You can text Jared at Bethel, B E T H E L. Certified soft wash for a free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. They are also on Facebook, and then the website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. And then remember, whether it is a building or a restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway... It's you want to get rid of that green stuff, but you want to get rid of it safely. Bethel certified soft wash. Text Jared at 617-2585. Again, he's also on Facebook. It's Bethel certified soft wash. Folks, my Facebook page, if you want to um, check it out, is John DePietro Show. I always encourage people to go to the website, DePietro.com. No eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And then we have all the different links to whether it be... Uh, Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, it first starts by logging on at the website to Petro.com. And in case you're just getting in the car on this Thursday, I don't anticipate anything major regarding Governor McKee and his uh, COVID, COVID briefing. He is now, um, the governor is going to lift all business capacity restrictions May 28th. May 7th, mass will not be required outdoors if there's three-foot separation. And businesses can return to 80% capacity with three-foot spacing. So um, let me just read some of these. These are some of the other things that are are uh, being announced. So, okay, so that's big. And, and by the way, that's the state should be moving in that direction. But what I'm talking about more is, is what's happening right now on a national basis where, let, let's face it, police are under attack. It's unfair. The latest now is, and I talked about it earlier, is this situation in Columbus, Ohio. And what, you know, what is a police officer supposed to do? By the way, just to flip back, masks will still be required indoors, but all capacity limits will be lifted at Rhode Island May 28th. So things are certainly moving ahead. But what, what is a police officer supposed to do? When he comes upon a scene and someone has a gun either pointed at him or at someone else. What is what is the police officer in that particular situation 
what are they supposed to do? What do you think of this bill? Oklahoma Republican governor signs bill provides protections for drivers who hit protesters blocking roadways. You know, you hear a lot, folks, last spring about some of the people that would then uh, be on on the Rhode Island Highway. And then they were going after the police. You know, how dare this Rhode Island State Police kick them off from protesting on the highway. Hey, listen, this is really simple. Stay off the highway. Last fall, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, they were encouraging. They had a 15-year-old kid on 95 over by the mall. No accountability. No one talks about it. One of the leaders of the movement preaches about killing police, has fought with police. No one calls them out on it. But how about that governor of Oklahoma protects drivers who unintentionally injure or kill protesters while attempting to flee their demonstrations? Why are you up on the highway anyway? Shouldn't be on the highway. You know, all of this and LeBron James says his tweet about police shooting is now being used to create more hate. You're the one, big NBA star. You're the one that said you're a target. You're next. That's what LeBron said about the police officer involved with the shooting in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Ridiculous. Hate. If there's any hate, it's coming from the star NBA player. But there's no accountability on that side. None. I also just want to play that. Again, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 11 minutes past 1 o'clock. Here I am. It is I, it is Juan. On this uh, Thursday afternoon, taking your calls, I would love to talk to you about the news of the day, 401-766-1380, 401-766-1380. I think it's this business of defunding the police is a disgrace. There's no accountability in that area. You know, there were people saying police should not be going out and police should not be getting involved when you have people that are just having uh, an innocent knife fight. As if, you know, it, what, what exactly is that supposed to mean? An innocent knife fight. Why is a knife being used and now police under attack? Now, I, I, if they want to put resources in, law enforcement... They have to be able to protect themselves and protect you, by the way. It can't all just be one way. Now, I also see there's going to be a um, Black Lives Matter protest in, where did I see that? Uh, There's one tonight in Providence to honor the girl who was killed, Justice for Makia Bryant. And they have a picture of her and her mother on the flyer. That's for tonight's protest. But I also saw there's going to be one uh, Saturday, 630 in Woonsocket. Silence is violence. Healing vigil to mourn all the lives lost to hate crimes, domestic violence, and police brutality. Bring a friend and a candle. Sponsored by Silence is Violence. Where's this going to be? Market Square. 6.30 on Saturday night. You know, this business of hate crimes, 
domestic violence, police brutality. How about those just that, that are killed in violent crimes? What he, Who's been killed in hate crimes? Domestic violence and police brutality. What about just like regular crime? Somebody was shot and killed in Providence the other day. Does their life matter? Protest for tonight. We'll be there for Makia Bryant. Continue to be there. Every victim of police brutality, not even after the conviction of Derek Chauvin. Can we take a breath of air to remember our fallen people? They won't stop killing us. Even with the state sanction. You know, again, she had a knife. I don't know what these people expect the police to do. We're in their situation of someone approaches them and has a knife. Whether it's the officer Ohio, this business of defunding the police doesn't make sense. Now, tonight, and even the protest that I mentioned that's going to happen on Saturday night, what about just regular crime? Why is it being limited to those categories? You know, they want to talk about the Capitol, but there was one person that was actually uh, killed at the Capitol. And the person that was killed at the Capitol was Ashley Babbitt, who was the unarmed protester. That's who was killed at the Capitol. Uh, the, the officer was not beaten to death. And he did not die from, from beer mace or beer spray. He didn't die from that. He had a stroke. I saw photos of him. I feel terrible about it. But he was also obese. But the media are fanning the flames. The White House, folks, I am telling you, they are pushing for a full-scale race war this summer. That's the goal. Absolutely the goal. Now, I want to play NBC News last night, Lester Holt. They had a piece, and I think it's just, it's very misleading. In their report, let me play it. This is NBC Nightly News. They leave out the 911 call, and then they also take out the fact that the girl had a knife on her. This was last night. Let me play this uh, on NBC. Verdict, a police officer shot and killed a 16-year-old black girl in Columbus, Ohio, saying she was threatening others with a knife. Police body cam video was quickly released. Our Kevin Tibbles has that story, and I need to caution you. The images are difficult to watch. Police body cam video shows Micaiah Bryant's final moments. When a Columbus, Ohio police officer responding to a call gets out of his car and seconds later fatally shoots the 16-year-old girl. Authorities say Bryant was threatening two other girls with a knife. It's a tragedy. There's, there's no other way to say it. It's a 16-year-old girl. Officer Nicholas Reardon, who joined the force in December of 2019, was responding to a 911 call. We need a police officer here now. Video shows Reardon approaching a group of young people in this driveway. What the video shows is the female with the knife attempting to stab the first female. Reardon fires his weapon four times, striking Bryant. Officers are seen and heard performing CPR. Body camera footage shows a knife on the ground. The city released video from the incident within hours and launched an independent investigation. We have to ask ourselves, what information did the officer have? What did he see? 
How much time did he have to assess the situation? And what would have happened Second. if he had taken no action at all? The Columbus Second. mayor pushing for transparency during the investigation. That investigation will help us determine whether or not there was a violation of any laws, policies, or procedures. And if there were, the officer will be held accountable. Officer Reardon has been placed on administrative leave for the duration of the investigation. Meanwhile, tonight here in Columbus, civic leaders are calling for calm. Lester? Okay, Kevin, thank you. You know, again, ABC and CBS, I think, had much better uh, accurate depictions of exactly what went on there. Now, right now, folks, good afternoon. It's 118 on this Thursday. This is John DePietro on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. You can call in right now. You can call in. Our phone number is 401 766 1380. Juan, you're taking calls again? I am taking calls again. That's exactly right. 766 1380. Um, this portion of our program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. I have called Ryan. Our dryer was not working. So did I try to fix it? No. Did I just throw it away and get a new one? Of course not. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 401- 710-7096. Call Ryan. He is also, he can fix, maybe your washing machine's not working properly. Or a microwave. Or a refrigerator. Or an oven. Or a stove. Ryan's Appliance Repair. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. And senior citizens. Discounts are available. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 401- 710-7096-401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, you can call in 766-1380. Now, the big news coming out of the uh, COVID briefing is that things are going to be loosened up. Things are going to be loosened up, but... If you're a business owner, you should also uh, feel good that I know, well, actually, I've talked to a lot of different business owners. I'm curious if you're a business owner, what do you think of the proposal now where, and I think it's about time, and I think a lot of people didn't realize this, but Department of Labor and Training, they're going to once again reinstitute that if you're out of work, you have to be looking for unemployment. If you are collecting unemployment, you have to still be looking for a job. Right now, um, you don't have to do that. And let's face it, there's no encouragement for people to come off unemployment. So there's a good story about it. uh, The Rhode Island section of the Boston Globe, where they're saying they're going to suspend that. They're going to bring it back. Because how many people listening, especially the restaurant people, They have people that don't want to return to work. And never mind the fact that with the federal government, they're now going to receive an extra. They're getting $300 a week for the summer. And that is so there are people that they are collecting their Rhode Island money for unemployment. 
and then they're getting an extra 300 and there's there's no incentive to return to the workforce and as a result of that people are not doing it uh four greg's locations in rhode island they have 30 open spots higher than usual to keep people at work they've offered bonuses to people who work 24 hours or more funded through a federal tax credit They've also started implementing a $1,000 bonus for employees who successfully refer a candidate. Still, they're having trouble. Some part-time people have refused additional hours because they want to keep their unemployment benefits. A lot of people will call up, make an appointment for an interview, and then not show up. See, that needs to be reported to the Department of Labor and Training. Kevin Durfee owner of George's of Galilee, Narragansett Seafood Restaurant. They've offered free housing in dormitories along the beach to try to get workers. They usually have 30 spots in those dorms for people on J-1 visas. That visa program has been upended. So instead, they're offering them to local people to work for money and live for free along the beach. They've also boosted pay for skilled line cooks. We're trying to throw any incentive we can, Durfee said. George's of Galilee. Durfee said he heard the solutions before. Raise wages across the board, problem solved. He said it's not so simple. Restaurants run on razor-thin margins. If they raised wages significantly, they have to raise prices. The only restaurants to be able to account for those costs be huge national change chains that would strangle local businesses. In a normal summer, they need about 200 employees. At this time of the year, they usually have 150 as they ramp up. They have fewer than 100 right now. Half. Two recent virtual job fairs elicited exactly zero participants. Durfee said, to be honest with you, I'm all out of solutions. We're just going to do the best we can. So, And I know that um, some different people have tried to come up with uh, some different types of Solutions, but it's um, as long as when when President Biden, when they stepped in and they announced that they would now start to you know pay the people the extra money, uh, the extra three hundred, then suddenly now that that just has a lot of people that just decided to check out. Now there's another story, by the way, Fall River police officer who shared a Facebook post critical of George Floyd, has now been transferred to non-public-facing role. This is, again, in the Boston Globe. Fall River police officer shared a Facebook post critical of George Floyd on the department's official Facebook page. He's been transferred to non-public job and outside investigation. Police chief told the Boston Globe the department not identified in-house duties, no access to the public. Why is LeBron James able to challenge and basically tell people to go after that officer go after that officer involved in the shooting in Columbus why why is it that that's not allowed but he's allowed to do that and it can't be a matter of well um, oh let me see just to let you know if you are uh If you're unemployed and collecting a check each week, you're supposed to look for work. The only time you don't have to is if you have a definite return to work date. We as a company get later. Oh, okay. That's what they allow. And yes, the state needs to stop supplementing with a 300, make a lot of people scramble to look for work. Well, apparently, 
during the pandemic, uh, the Department of Labor and Training suspended that you have to look for work. At least that's what's being reported. Now, they, they say they're going to go back to it, but they did um, suspend that. In Rhode Island, you might have to look for work to stay on unemployment. And while you're collecting, they suspended at the outset of the pandemic, but they're going to put it back in place in the next coming weeks. So that would make sense. But folks, otherwise, you know, let's let's just be honest. It's human nature. You would then just stay home. There's a lot of people. No, I don't want to go back. And 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 let's also be honest. If there was ever a time to be unemployed in this area, it would certainly be uh, in you know June, July, and August. Those are three pretty good times to be having the summer off, and then not even have to have. And some people even say they're making more by not going back to work with the two of them combined. So I want to play. Um, Channel Twelve did a story about Florida police apologizing. For the Pace Facebook uh, posting on the Chauvin trial. And by the way, you know, another thing, not that anyone has defended Derek Chauvin, but I don't, I don't understand at all. This, this is your life you're talking about. And we talked about it earlier with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. To me, how does that guy not take the stand? He, didn't, he wasn't talking to the crowd. He didn't say a word that day as he had his knee on his neck. Here's the story about the police. Post on the police department's page has the police chief and the mayor investigated. Mayor Paul Coogan says a post related to the Chauvin verdict was, quote, disappointing, frustrating, and unacceptable. Fall Rivers police chief says the post came from an officer who thought that they were posting on their personal Facebook page. Chief Jeffrey Cardoza said in a statement, quote, the posting in no way reflects the beliefs of this organization. I'm personally disappointed that these attitudes exist. And then went on to say the department will investigate what took place and take disciplinary action if necessary. Mayor Coogan says he's going to personally follow up with the chief to address, quote, lingering opinions like those that were shared yesterday. You know, but at the same time, why is there, and that was uh, Daniel North of Channel 12, why is there no repercussions for... NBA star LeBron James. Why is it that, why, why isn't he held accountable for encouraging violence for against a police officer in Columbus, Ohio, which is completely unacceptable? Who's getting their message out more? The Fall River police Facebook page or LeBron James with millions of followers? Who, who's having more impact here? Who's doing maybe more more damage? LeBron James responds after deleting tweet. You know, here's the thing, folks, on Twitter. If you ever have to delete a tweet, in essence, that's where you're admitting you made a mistake. Your next hashtag accountability with a photo of Officer Nicholas Reardon, identified as the man who shot and killed the 16-year-old in Columbus, Ohio, with the knife. The message from the L.A. Lakers star was meant to reassure Reardon he'd be held accountable. No, that's not what it was. LeBron James started to receive backlash and criticism from many. Most notably, Senator Tom Cotton said you're inciting violence. He apologized, took the post down. Well, the, the fact is, though, you know, if something happens to a police officer, is he going to be held accountable? I want to play some of the sound, though, of uh, President Biden, who, again, folks, this White House... It's um, 129. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Thursday. You're listening to AM 1380, 
99.9 FM. Right now, it is 1.30 on this Thursday afternoon. You can call in. Phone lines are open, 766-1380. 401-766-1380. You can call in to talk on the program. But I want to um, play where, like Kamala Harris, this entire narrative that the police force, it's nothing but systematic racism. I just, I can't stand it. Still, it cannot take away the pain. A measure of justice isn't the same as equal justice. This verdict brings us a step closer. And the fact is, we still have work to do. We still must reform the system. Last summer, together with Senator Cory Booker and Representative Karen Bass, I introduced the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. He was found guilty, though. This bill Isn't would that hold justice? law enforcement accountable he was found and guilty. help build trust between law enforcement and our communities. This bill is part of George Floyd's legacy. The President and I will continue to urge the Senate to pass this legislation, not as a panacea for every problem, but as a start. This work is long overdue. America has a long history of systemic racism. You know, that is not true. Black Americans and black men in particular have been treated throughout the course of our history as less than human. Black men are fathers and brothers and sons and uncles and grandfathers and friends. And neighbors. Oh my God. Their lives must be valued in our education system, in our health care system, in our housing system, in our economic system, in our criminal justice system. You know, that is so unfair to police. Folks, and again, good afternoon. It's 132. It's John DePietro on this Thursday, taking your calls at 401. 401- 766 1380. 401-766-1380. You know, we, we are still the land of tremendous opportunity for those that want to succeed. We are absolutely the uh, land of opportunity for those who, who want to succeed. But you there are there are more and more elected officials that are pandering to people that basically want socialism, that don't want to work. And then you even have like AOC saying, how about the, even like the climate crisis is race. This, this is becoming like a parody. They see race everywhere. They absolutely see race everywhere. Where now, um, for, for, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez to say that, see, now it's all about if you're against what they are, they want to stop the debate by then just saying that it's racist. Now, I'm also seeing some other headlines. AOC doesn't want to seem on any part of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's demand for a, a debate over the Green New Deal. She won't respond to her. So that is the Georgia congresswoman who, by the way, who raised 
3.2 million. She wants to debate OOC, AOC over the Green New Deal. Um, but th- this whole business that everything now is becoming, and that's becoming their way to try to win it. In other words, if they are trying to win a debate, it suddenly just becomes all about race. So then if you're against them, that makes you, as you can imagine, a racist. When we introduced that resolution two years ago, um, every single member that was here and co-sponsored this legislation took a risk. Uh, and You know, the fact, see, she's all for socialism. AOC is. Folks, 766-1380. Let's go back to the phones. Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Uh, good afternoon. Very quickly, uh, Mr. DePietro. Yes. Relative to their uh, Kamala Harris and the systemic racism, I saw recently on television a list of big cities in this country whose police force was either over 50% minority or very close to it. So I don't know how they can, how they can say that. What do you, what do you, um, what do you, did you see the video of the girl, the 16 year old girl with the knife in Ohio? I did not. Okay. Have you heard the, exactly the description of what happened? Police were called, 911 calls, someone is stabbing people. They get there, the police get out of the car, and there's a woman with a large knife, and she's going to stab someone. And so the police officer was calling out, yelling out, as you can imagine, and then he takes out his gun and shoots the person with the knife, who turns out to be 16 years old, and she's the person that called 911. Now, granted, you haven't seen the video, but based on what I've just described for you, what... what other action could police have taken if they had not taken the action they were taking the, the the other girl could have been stabbed and killed did you say that the girl with the knife is the one who called 911 correct okay I, I have no idea what that's all about but there is insanity going on in this country and it's being uh, given to the public as normal so uh, as normality, not normalcy, which is not a word, but at any rate. Not only that, if, if you call police, that doesn't mean that gives you the right to go out and then basically almost start stabbing someone else just because you're the one that called the, the police. It, it, right? It, that's, I did not know <clears throat> that right. Yeah. I did not know that. But it's there. These people are using systemic racism that LeBron, whatever his name is, I'm not a I'm not a sports person. But the all of these sports people, starting with Colin Kaepernick, who wore socks with pigs on. You know what? It's insanity. But I just wanted to make that point that police departments in big cities are often over 50 percent minorities yes. which is a good thing i'm glad did, did you see the video when the woman said she the police officer went to use her taser but instead she used her handgun did you see that video i, I did okay I, I think i did see that i'm, the, I'm pretty the, sure i saw that the officer who was trying to put the man dante Wright, who apparently was mistakenly shot but the officer was trying to do that if you saw it he He's, he's a black police officer. So, like, what are they talking about? 
And, and one other thing, by the way, as far as the George Floyd case, there isn't one example that they could point to that race was involved in that. As that Chauvin, as brutal as that is, as he's kneeling on him, he's not calling him names. He's not making negative you know, comments, racial comments in any way. They called an ambulance. They're trying to get him to calm down. This whole thing about on the scene, one of those officers was Asian. He's going on trial. Another officer was there was black. And then Chauvin, I forget about the other one. But this whole thing on race, there's nothing about that video. He doesn't, you know, use a derogatory term and tell him, like, to shut up or anything like that. So look at how that whole thing exploded. And, and we have no reason to believe that that was over race. I don't believe it was over race. I really don't. Yeah. And I believe, I believe it's, you know, I've tra- I'm an older person and I've talked to a lot of friends who are younger than I am. And we don't remember this. I mean, in the South, we knew in the 60s in the South, I remember going to visit my mother and seeing things that said colored bubblers or something like that. And I went and I drank out of it. My husband said to me, are you nuts? I said, that's crazy to have a bubble. But that was in the 60s, early 60s. But but in the last 30 or 40 or 50 years, I don't know, we didn't seem to have this division. I can remember visiting my cousin and my aunt on the street in Woonsocket. It was all black people. My mother didn't say, I don't want you going there. I didn't. I, there was no sense of of any of this stuff. I think the Obamas started it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But at any rate, I just wanted to make that point about police forces who have a look at the, the chief of police, female black lady, I think, in either Seattle or Portland. She just said, I'm done with this. Yeah. And she was the police chief. It, does, it doesn't even seem to matter, though, because it doesn't like that. That's not a real objection. Like, there, none of it seems to matter. The facts don't even matter to them. It doesn't, it's not, it started sometimes if someone was unarmed and then they were shot. But now, even if they have a gun or they have a knife, this still screaming if, in fact, the person gets shot and killed. Yeah, it's part of a point. So, like, that doesn't even, it's not even... The fact that under the the guidelines police operate with, basically, that that that's a a justifiable use of force. Like, that doesn't even come into play anymore. So, I don't know where this... But you're right. Do you know what I mean? Everything now... Do you think some of it has to do with the pandemic and just that people were on lockdown and that... I mean, don't... Do you get the feeling that people are getting, like, a little nuts to begin with? Oh, I think definitely there is a mass feeling of... Depression, dejection, but um, I was just talking to some people, and um, she's in her fifties, and we and I'm not. I'm quite a bit older than that. And I got the vaccine. I yeah. I don't know. I it, it's just it is, you can't make any sense out of it except I'm a broken record. Solowinsky rules for radicals. Yeah. Pick a topic. Go after it. 
And that's what they're doing. I mean, wake up, America. But at any rate, I'm glad you're on the air again. You've been on the air. I am. Yes, be able to communicate. Thank you very much for the call. Folks, 766-1380, 766-1380. As far as President Biden, he was was president for eight years, right? He and President Obama, didn't they have the opportunity to enact a lot of these things, this this white supremacy, racist country that they're so ashamed of, that we're all supposed to feel ashamed of, weren't weren't they in charge for eight years? What was done then? Like, what is this now? I want to play. This is the um, CBS Evening News report on the shooting in. Uh, in Ohio. Police say they were responding to a 911 call about someone who had a knife. When Officer Reardon arrived, Brian appears to be chasing one girl before threatening another. Slowed down, police say the video shows 16-year-old Brian raising a knife. Officer Reardon repeatedly shouts, get down, and then he fires. Now, if we want to be critical, he was yelling, get down. He didn't yell, drop the knife. We want to be, uh, try to be objective here. He's not yelling, drop the knife. But he doesn't know who this is. He doesn't know who, what, what exactly he has stumbled into. He just knows that they got a call of, of a report of someone with a knife. This is the ABC portion of the, the package. Today, police releasing 911 calls and new body camera footage of the incident. Officer Nicholas Reardon stepping out of his vehicle, approaching multiple people in an altercation. It appears Micaiah Bryant, in the black t-shirt and jeans, swings a knife at the girl in pink. Officer Reardon then firing a burst of shots. She had a knife. She just went at her. So at least they have that part because NBC leaves out the whole thing. But... I'll tell you who's not going to lead us out of it is the current occupant of the White House. He, if anything, he is encouraging more of seemingly a full-scale race war. Found former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin guilty on all counts in the murder of George Floyd last May. It was a murder Ah. in full light of day. And it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the vice president just referred to. There's systemic racism that's a stain on our nation's soul. The knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. The murder of George Floyd launched a summer of protest we hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. Protests that unified people of every race and generation in peace and with purpose. Peace. To say enough, enough, enough of this senseless killings. Today, today's verdict is a step forward. I just spoke with the governor of Minnesota. No, that is um, the president. That he, he, let's be very clear. He's not bringing anyone together. 
right? He is not bringing, he's not, certainly not bringing any part of the country together. Folks, good afternoon at 145. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can call in at 401-766-1380. I'll say this. If you are, in fact, a family member of a police officer, I think you need to be more vocal. And I'm not saying you have to be vocal here, but just in general. If you are related to a a police officer, uh, married to a police officer, mother or father of a police officer, grandparent to a police officer, they need support. They are under attack. Things are going to get worse. The other side is getting more aggressive. The other side wants to up the ante of what they're willing to do. I want to remind people, last Wednesday night, that was someone, you had someone arrested that showed up at the Rhode Island State House with a loaded weapon for, quote, a peaceful protest. And the media is not fleshing them out enough. Now, you can see his photo. By the way, I think I was the only one that ran his mugshot. You can uh, see his photo. If you go to depetro.com and you can see, well, several videos. How about the truck that crashed into the dollar store in North Kingstown? We have that. Armed Black Lives Matter protesters storm Providence. They have that new director, Harrison Tuttle. He's the executive director. He's in charge now. And then there is a battle going on with Black Lives Matter. But you can read the story. Uh, You can see it there. We also have video of the other night as they were gathering. I'll I'll say also that it was a a larger gathering than than we thought it was going to be. And then when you're on the website, you can also skim down a little bit. And you'll see uh, some of our great sponsors at topetro.com, including J. Freitas Construction. Do you need... Handyman services. You can call them 837 4545. Have you been saying, you know, I could use a handyman? I think you could always use a handyman. Contact them 837 4545. But the beauty is, if you click on, I'm looking at it right now, if you click on the link on the website, petro.com, it goes directly to their website. But they do painting, light painting, handyman services. 837-4545 is Jamie. Well, folks, again, at 148, it's John DePietro taking your calls at 766-1380. Let's go back to the phones, for crying out loud. Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Good afternoon, John. Um, I, I always enjoy listening to your show. Thank you. You are the, the voice of reason Thank in you. our country, I should say. Thank you. One of the few. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a resident of Boroughville. We've got a pretty decent town out there where we're... First Amendment supportive, Second Amendment supportive. Very much. Um, and, um, you know, I, I worked in law enforcement for many years. and I've been retired. Um, and all the years I worked, I never carried a weapon off duty. Um, but you know something? In the last year, I've been carrying a weapon around now. Uh, and, you know, I've got H.R. 218, so I can carry wherever. But I've just, the, the, the country, based on the lies of the left, Many people are believing that police are bad. Yeah. Uh, many people are believing that the right is wrong. 
And there's a whole half of the country that's just going along for the ride. When are people going to wake up and realize that socialism slash communism is, is taking over the United States of America right now? And they're trying to destroy the way of life that's been so good to us. Um, for so many years, and I just want to make one statement, and I'll let you go. Well, no, no, I, I do have I'll a question just... for you, though. How, how, how long were you a police officer? Um, I was there, actually, I worked in corrections. I was a, I was a correctional officer, I was a lieutenant, okay. and I was a deputy warden, and I worked there for 31 years. 31 years, wow. Well, one thing and... I know is go ahead. a lot of times when they've had some of these, you know, riots and problems, the people they should actually bring in are the correctional officers because you guys you're the ones really trained on how to handle a riot correct very, very much so yeah, yeah. And, 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 and we never never in all the years i worked there several disturbances we were a part of we never let anybody destroy state property right. we, we always took control of yes. those situations but using whatever force we needed to use not excessive right but what was but, necessary but let me ask you this when you were a police officer during your career, did you ever have to um, discharge your weapon? No, I, as I no. said again, John, correctional officer. Correctional um, officer, okay. And on the, you carry but, him on the perimeter, or you take him if okay. you take an inmate out for a trip. Yep. Never had to use a weapon. But, uh, even one time. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you know I bet you know a lot of police officers, correct, or did at the time. I, I have a yeah. lot of friends that are police officers. Why? Because okay. many of them started working at the state prison with us, and then they, you know, they got... Uh, jobs. They want to go to this department or that department. I know several men uh, that are on the Providence Police Force, and they are fed up with it. They are, but just uh, hear me out. I'm willing to bet a lot of police that I know in Rhode Island now, they go through their entire, yep. and by the way, they're fortunate. They go through their entire career, and they never had to fire their weapon. Right, right. right? So what people, minority. they don't. So what people don't understand is, you know, there's a question the other day. Someone was saying, why don't they shoot them in the leg? They don't understand. That woman that shot that guy, she thought she was reaching for a taser and she used a handgun. Yep. Let's, let's be honest. She, she maybe have never shot and used her gun before. I know people don't. This is in the movies. This is in TV. This is like, and if you yeah. had to, let's just say you were a police officer in Barville. And there yep. was some time. Where you have to pull somebody over and they have a gun. This is not, you know, you're not cool hand Luca Clint Eastwood. Your oh, adrenaline not. would be pumping. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. You, it, is, it is terrifying. There's someone that's trying to kill you. And, and you want to come out of that in one piece alive. And that's yeah. why, you know, that officer yesterday, I'll bet that's the first time he ever had to fire his his gun, but when you arrive and someone has a steak knife and they're out and they're going to stab yeah. someone, I just don't understand what people expect them to do. I don't, I don't either, John. I saw that video and that guy was 100, that police officer was 100% correct in how he handled that. Yeah. And he was, and what are they going to say? If he wouldn't have done anything, the other girl probably would have been killed, stabbed to death. She could have been. Could have been stabbed yeah. right in the neck and bled yeah. out on the way to the high. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. But and as, while we're talking about it anyway, I mean, this country's so against handguns and weapons now. Um, do, do they realize that there are more murders committed by knives than there are handguns in this country? That's right. Good point. <laughs> you know, and I can tell you, when I'm down in Providence and covering a lot of these things, the protesters, they, they, a bunch of them, they all carry knives. Because, yeah, hey. you know, if you get caught with one, 
the penalty is not as severe. Or they, they'll carry a, a, um, a box cutter, which can just be as damaging and lethal. But, but you, you know, if you get caught with an unlicensed firearm, especially in Rhode Island, it's, it's a heavy penalty. If you get caught yeah. with a knife... It's 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 certainly not as severe. So, what, what what is your? Do you have any insight or thought as to? It, 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 is there another weapon that we're missing or tactic that that officer yesterday or in Columbus? It was Tuesday afternoon. Um, yeah. That he could have used other than because I've heard from police that tasers don't always work effectively. So. They don't. And also, you've got to get within range. If she's wielding that knife and right. swinging that knife around, a person with a knife can close uh, even a 50-foot gap within seconds. Hmm. And if they're swinging it around, it, that's very, very dangerous. So, I mean, there are there's a continuum of force. Yep. Um, and there are other options such as pepper spray, empty hand tactics, um, baton. Uh, and taser, but you know, we, we, she she is already the reason I reason he pulled the weapon out, his firearm, is because she already was in the commission of potentially using deadly force against somebody in an unauthorized manner, obviously. Right. And that that police officer was a hundred percent certified, authorized, and everything else to, to do exactly what he did. Um, and, and let's say he would have said, you know, I'll, I'll pull a pep spray out. Or, and she, you know, she, she, had her, she had her back to him. So yeah. I don't know if pepper yeah. spray would have worked in that situation. So, but and you know what the other thing is? I mean, that was a split-second decision. He pulled up. She had the knife. I, I, I mean, I, I just, it's not, people, yeah, it would have been nice no. if he had a minute to try to calm everybody down yeah. and convince her to try to drop it, or if he could have yelled at her ten times to drop it, but that's just not the, the way it went down. We're talking about split-second decisions. I, but I, I what about when you were working corrections, what what tools did you use to keep, well, you, you guys well, don't, you don't carry a loaded a loaded it, weapon. It, no, no, I started in 1985, and they you used to go on, and you'd start your shift. You had nothing. You didn't even have handcuffs, no pepper spray, nothing. I remember reporting to the job as a rookie in, in the summer of 84, and I go up there, and I, and I it went through the academy, but then I go up my very first day. The guy gives me the key, and he's leaving. I said, what do, what do I need to know here? He goes, he goes just stay alive till 11 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and, and the attitude was a little different. You get the guys, the older guys, who probably don't care. You're new and everything. But finally, by the time I retired, we had implemented the officers carrying pepper spray, officers having a radio, officers having handcuffs, wow. um, and other things. And also up in our offices, like the captain and lieutenant's office, uh, we also had a, a pepper spray where there was an OC and a CN mix, uh, which had the pepper spray and CN because there are some folks you hit them with pepper spray, especially some folks that come like from the islands. Yeah. They've been eating hot stuff all the time. The pepper spray doesn't always affect them. Wow. Um, so we get the CNOC mix, and I don't care who you are, King Kong, you get hit with that stuff. You're going to be looking for oxygen. You're going to be on the ground. Um, you, who were so, some of the high-profile inmates when, when you were working there? High-profile inmates, when I was there, we had... Um, Freddie Bishop. Yeah. Um, um, let me see. Uh, remember Gene Travis? He died. Yes. He's got to get out in the garbage truck. Oh, he was a bad um, guy. Oof. Yes. Um, Stephen Rohde. Oh, boy. Uh, Sidney Clark. I hope I don't get in trouble for mentioning no, these no, names. No, that's right. Till, Jerry Tillinghast? So. 
very telling accident. Yeah. His brother Harold, who passed away a number of years ago, we had yeah. Anthony Anthony Perillo. Wow, I uh, was a hit was a hitman. We I remember when I started. We had a guy. He's dead today. Rudolph Schiara yes, was a capo the Patriarch. Wow. Um, let me see. And then we had some of the. Uh, you had some uh, serious guys there. There were there, there always yeah. were. I mean, you just had it's to make easy. sure you know, That is not an easy job. Doing. Not an easy it, it, job. It wasn't, but it was a very good job yes. because when I, reti I retired as a deputy warden. Oh, wow. uh, so my my pension's decent. Good. Um, and and I, I'm glad we're still like we were peace officers. So I'm glad that I still like fall into the HR 218. In other words, with with my firearm. Um, so I can cross over to Mass. I can cross over to Connecticut. Living up in Boroughville, we're on that little tri-state. Yep triangle up there so uh that works well but it was i i you know i made a lot of good guys i work with work, worked with a lot of decent guys and, and um and, and and i guess can i go back a, maybe a year and make a comment I, when i don't you're gonna end it in about a minute i, I gotta end but just okay, quick, if I'll you can make it quickly down, I, unless you, you I know, know I'll, I'll talk to you another time all right, it's 158 here on my clock but hey have a great day right. John. thank you very much for the call folks again uh 766-1380 he's actually right uh, we are going to be wrapping up. I want to remind you on this Thursday, right now, if you're on Menden Road, 1099, swing in 1099 Menden Road and see Marie at It's My Health. Call her at 305-3585. Right in that old white church, vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's My Health, right diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie. She also has hemp and CBD products. It's my health. It's about being healthy. Today's a good day to get out. Or tomorrow, Friday or Saturday. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Or you can call her at 305-3585. Folks, it's John DePietro. Uh, thank you for tuning in on this Thursday. We have a big program tomorrow as well. Remember, visit my website, dipetro.com. If you ever miss any portions of the show, you can always uh, just go on the, uh, the page, dipetro.com, and then click on radio show. Now, stay tuned. We're going to have the 2 o'clock news, and then John Dion program is coming up. I'm back tomorrow at 11. It's cold out there, but enjoy this Thursday, and we're back tomorrow. Station as well. WNRI Winsocket.